Smith, thank you for listening. Um, if you're Facebook friends with me, you may have seen that I posted something today. And for the sake of the podcast, and for anyone who didn't hear it, I'll read it again on air, if you will. Uh, today I rode my bike to work again after a brief one-day hiatus due to an inconvenient flat. I was surprised by how happy I felt getting back on my familiar combination of simple machines as they carried me down Southport, Clyburn, and Halstead. I felt strong, fast, buoyed, and safe. Even though I arrived hot, sweaty, and a little winded, I felt great, which got me thinking. I think we should all provide each other simple machines. By that, I think I mean we should ask how our friends are doing and actually listen to the response. We should offer an encouraging word to our friends, whether they're going through something rough we know about or not. As for the performers, we should go to our friends' shows, whether or not they can make ours. We could even reach out to someone we don't know to offer encouragement if it seems right. It doesn't have to be complex. Just a bunch of simple machines working from a lot of different people, working together to make each other feel stronger, safer, faster, and buoyed. We're all in this together, so we might as well help each other out. Let's ride bikes together, friends. Uh, and I, it was coming from a really sincere place. And uh, I felt great about riding it. And I had a good mood today as people responded to it. And then, on my way home, uh, one of the pedals fell off my bike. Like, the entire simple machine that is a lever that exists on a bike fell off. And I was frustrated and sad and I couldn't help and I was trying to meet my friend Eric to see a movie together uh, and I was running late because of the pedal falling off and I couldn't help but think that it was this cosmic joke you know it just like totally trying to humble me which is weird because I think that the feeling in general was already coming from a humble place so is this cosmic joke supposed to be telling me that I'm not supposed to be relying as much on, on other people making me feel strong? I don't know. It it just seemed too coincidental to not mean something uh, on a deeper level. And maybe it's just that. Maybe it's just supposed to be that I'm supposed to pay more attention to how much I try to rely on others. But it was just ridiculous. And I almost, you know, put something else on Facebook or commented on the status or tried to get people to realize that that had happened, but I didn't want everyone else to experience the same pessimism that I now feel about it. It's just this really weird thing that happened today, and I felt like it would be an interesting thing to, to talk through uh, as an intro. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't really know how else to feel about it right now. I tried to repair it as well as I could once I got home. I made the movie, uh, barely, but, yeah, it was just interesting. Um, moving on, uh, I think that, um, the Nerdlog sketch show that we had, that I mentioned in last week's intro, I think it went really well. Um, I dropped a line 
in the first sketch, and I had to read my monologue because I didn't have it memorized, so was I as well prepared as I could have been? Probably not. But I think everything went over well, uh, and I'm really excited for what we're doing in the next couple months, and I think that I got good experience out of being a director. Anywho, um, I'll do some plugs, and then I'll intro the guest. Uh, no, strike that, reverse it. Um, I'll intro the guest. Uh, uh, today's guest is Bill Meinke. Uh, we had, we met last December, I would say, officially. Um, but we got to know each other much better the last few months because we were both in the same level at, uh, the IO Theater here in Chicago. Um, and we, you know, had, uh, level five and level five B at the same time. Um, so I kind of got to know him through that process because we had, already known each other before and we have a lot of mutual friends and things like that which isn't always the case at um io uh so he actually reached out to me uh and wanted to be on the podcast which i always think is really flattering um and as most guests have but uh he specific but i've he specifically asked me if he could do it and i was like absolutely what do you want to talk about and he said probably major league baseball and i was like oh my this could be long. Uh, and it wasn't. I think I did a pretty good job of time management uh, while still getting a lot of content that I really, really liked in there. Um, and I think Bill had a great time, too. It, it was really fun for me to hear how similar some of our experiences with baseball have been. Um, and, like, in some ways that they've been different because he actually played a lot more than I did. Um so yeah, it's it's it was it was such a great conversation. He's a really nice guy. Uh, so thanks, Bill, for that. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed recording it. Um, now we'll do plugs. This Sunday, September fifteenth at four o'clock in the afternoon, the Nerdlogs will be hosting a Magic the Gathering game at four o'clock at the public house. I'm not going, but I should plug it because it'll be fun um because magic the gathering is a thing that used to exist and now still does and is somehow seemingly gaining more popularity but maybe it's just in the circles that i find myself in after that at seven o'clock will be a live nerlogs your stories podcast recording that's what i'm gonna call it because that's what i think it is uh your stories is an opportunity for anyone who wants to join us uh, nerdologues who frequently find ourselves telling personal monologues during our shows, uh, it's an opportunity for anyone to come tell their own personal monologues. Um, yeah, it's, I, I always really enjoy myself at those, um, and if you want to check it out before you come, uh, go to the link on my podcast website, um, for the Nerdlogs your stories podcast and listen to some of those episodes because they're great also next wednesday one week from today september 18th will be reagan reagan's weekly run start time eight o'clock at the wonder mind theater that's in chicago illinois Please come to those weekly shows. They're going to be so much fun. We're really excited for it. We're going to have some great openers. 
So, without further ado, enjoy the Mikey. Uh, it was just really, because that wasn't my first thought, um, but that was literally the first thing he yeah. said about it, and I was like, well, I'm going to try to keep it tight. It'll be good. Type 45. I can go all night about baseball. I probably could too, so that's the danger. Yeah. Um, I just started it, so we got a good little, good little intro. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> uh, welcome to MBSing. Uh, today's guest is Bill Meinke. Uh, I just learned how to properly pronounce his name. I don't know what I thought it was. Minky, maybe. Meineke. A lot of people get confused with Meineke the Meineke yeah. is the a definite possibility. I don't think I've ever heard anyone say it, Meineke. We had, my brother thought it was Meineke for a long time. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Why? So the moment he said it, is it okay to pronounce our name like that? Because he thought it was like okay to pronounce it different uh, ways for uh-huh. some reason. Uh-huh. And he, how old was he? Uh, he had to be like nine, which is <laughs> a little too old, but it's funny. Seemingly, yeah. What's his first name? Cody. Okay, yeah. so if people called him Kodai, he was like, ah, yeah, close yeah. enough. Yeah. Well, uh, some kid uh, in kindergarten told him his name was his full name was Dakota. So for like two years, oh. he thought his full name. Was so Dakota. he really did have like. <laughs> he was like very confused as far as <laughs> his name goes. That's so funny. Is Cody short for Dakota? I, I mean, it could be. I don't I know. Guess I guess so. I mean, what would you... I think, probably. Uh, but, I mean, his his Cody. name is Cody, so... And I feel like Cody is, like, you... It's the type of name that is a shortened version of something. Right, yeah. Like, no one's full name is Nate, you know? Right. It's like... It's, Nate, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I'm Bill, but right. my, my real name is William. Right. Yeah. That's a great example. Exactly. But his <laughs> is just Cody. I'm sure there's got to be someone named just... Bill, you know what I mean? Oh, probably. And and I mean, I also get uh, my middle name is Beth. I just happen to go by Mary Beth. Yeah. And a lot of people think that my middle name is Elizabeth because I also have friends from home who would go by Mary Beth, but their full name was Mary Elizabeth. Okay. Uh, so um, even even though I have like a female shortened name and it's my second name, it's still shortened version. I have my full name is William Edwin Richard Meinke after my grandparents. So if you add the bill in there, it's like the longest name. William Bill Edwin Richard Meinke. Oh, gotcha. It ends up being the long. I went by worm to my parents. <laughs> I did not want that to catch on. That was, that was my I was just yeah. about, like, when you said that, I was trying to figure out what all the letters were, <laughs> and I, like, couldn't re- I couldn't remember all the names fast enough, but, oh my god, I that can't like, believe it's worm. My first screen name was Worm forty six, <laughs> and that was my that was my email. W e r m. W e r m. Yeah, that's really funny. I love that. I mean, obviously, I am fond of my initials for one reason or another as well. In yeah, the MBS. Sure. Yeah, it just it, it's catchy. Uh, so, uh, Bill's going to talk about uh, Major League Baseball. Yeah. Yay! A topic that we are both familiar with and have love for. Bill is a White Sox fan. Uh, so if there's some specificity to it, that's probably where it will lie. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but you can keep it uh, broad to the MLB if you want. Baseball, well. baseball is life. <laughs> White Sox is the entertainment of life. Ooh! Uh oh, we're already getting super philosophical. Yeah, <laughs> is the entertainment of life? Yes. Is that what you said? Cool. Yeah. And, like and the the relationships. Sure. Yeah. As far as the reason I like the White Sox is because 
my dad was a White Sox fan because I grew up north of Chicago, uh-huh. and that's Rock City, Rock Island. That's where my dad grew up. Okay, but I grew up uh, up by O'Hare, so it's like all Cubs territory in display. Oh yeah, for so, sure. So uh, a lot of my best friends were Cubs fans. Except, oh, I see. Yeah, except for my uh, my little brother and I, who were and my older brothers too, I guess. But uh, we were we were all White Sox fans because of your dad. Because that's cool. Dad. Yeah, because they were they were the team and like. Oh, for sure. Yeah, Jeez, like, like yeah. Going through, like, when they started and going up through the 60, 50s and 60s. and 59, they played the Dodgers in the World Series and lost. Uh-huh. Uh, and then once they got to, like, the 80s and, like, the Cubs started taking over. Yeah. Because they started winning. But that <coughs> lasted for maybe, like... That didn't last for Yeah, five years. Tops. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean, they beat the Braves in a division playoff, right. so... Which I is, can't talk too much. Yeah. <laughs> But the Braves had like their 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 strength, like the nineties oh, of the Braves yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that was awesome. Well, like, like fourteen points in a row or something. Yeah, like yeah. That. And the Cubs time was like never. Maybe like nine. What nineteen oh eight was the last time they won. Yeah. Uh, what was I about to say? It was something about oh, so like, do you remember the inception of your or of your love for either baseball or the Sox? Like, I don't know if that's the same beginning oh. point. My dad loved baseball. Uh, and I remember him telling us a story about his father taking him and his uncle to White Sox doubleheader that lasted all night. It was like near the really? Independence Day. It went from they were get, planning to get dinner at like the McCormick place, uh, and and they went to the game at twelve, then ended up going all the way till one. This doubleheader, like it went so That's far. crazy. Yeah, like it went into or no, maybe it was just an extra innings game. But anyway, it it was played two games. Oh, like, you know, it, it was lasted, two games. Yeah, late. that's you know. But I think my dad always described it as being like a doubleheader. Oh, okay. So yeah, they yeah, watched yeah. it, and then they went, ended up going to dinner at the McCormick Place restaurant mm-hmm. at one o'clock in the morning because it happened to still be open, like the bar. Apparently. Oh my gosh! Uh, and they came from Rock Island, so that's a good three-hour train yeah. ride. And uh, and so my dad always kind of told us that story when we were younger and we'd uh-huh. go to games and obviously you don't remember a lot from back then but uh-huh. you know just kind of uh, we had so much fun that it continued bringing us back even cool. though uh, even though it was like far not it was not the Wrigley was closer and, yeah yeah you know and it was like I think I think just like White Sox has they have always kind of been a connection with my parents and my family and my little brother especially uh, so I think that's like the one thing that the one main reason why I'm a White Sox fan. Yeah, I have a really similar entrance into being a fan. I mean, it was because my dad grew up in Atlanta and, mm-hmm. you know, grew up watching Braves games and uh, would always tell us about that and follow it every season. And my brother and I just started to develop a love for it, too. So really similar. Uh, we didn't go to as many games when I was younger because we didn't grow up in Atlanta. Okay. My brother and I didn't. Uh, we grew up, but, like, four or five hours outside of Atlanta. Um, but it was a treat going to games. Oh, for, for sure. Yeah. Gosh, yeah. like, I still have, like, you know, I have a bunch of pictures from oh, those yeah. games. Yeah. And, like, one day my dad took me and my best friend Mary Helen to opening day. Uh, so that was, like, definitely one of the tops. Um, There's been, like, my my 
we always get season tickets because my parents still live in the suburbs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they, not season tickets, but like they have a 27 game plan. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. So Ups- I mean, people who have season tickets, literal season tickets yeah. to baseball are crazy. Yeah. yeah. There's a guy. So we go to these games, but this guy that has season tickets that sits right next to us. Mm-hmm. And he sometimes comes with his wife and sometimes he comes alone. Mm-hmm. But he always brings a book. Has nothing really? Like, has nothing to do with baseball. That's so weird. He comes. He sits in the in the in the surroundings of this baseball game. People cheering and swearing and drinking. That's reading a book. And he just sits there reading a book and occasionally glances up to watch the game. And it's amazing. This guy has. Season That's tickets. so interesting. Yeah, and he'll come and he'll just sit and read and watch baseball. Do which you is, think? He likes the baseball, like he genuinely likes oh, being yeah, there and everything. Yeah, but, I mean, he just like reads a book during it. Yeah, I mean, like I, I feel like he wouldn't, he wouldn't spend his money on these tickets if if he didn't. I mean, and it's also like the White Sox aren't doing great right. this year. But that's so crazy, though. He just sits there and he that's reads. the way he takes it in. Yeah, and he just like uh, sometimes he'll like nap during like <laughs> from, from like the fourth to sixth inning. Like this guy, it's amazing. It's so funny. Yeah. He so, just like so viscerally w- wants to like experience baseball that he doesn't really care what he's doing during it. No, yeah, he's just like he he's there, and I think it's like uh, it's a comfortable surrounding for him. Uh huh. The funny thing is, like, I laugh and I think this is great, but also like that's how I usually watch baseball at home. Mm-hmm. I'm hardly ever just sitting down and like paying full attention right? to it because it's, it's yeah. I just think that's what kind of sport it is. Like, you can experience baseball without really, like, paying attention to every pitch. It's it's such a... It's, and I don't want to say slow, because sometimes it's the, the speed is phenomenal of the mm-hmm. game. But it is such an, uh, an evenly paced game yeah. that it makes it so perfect to do other things right. while watching baseball. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. Because I, I nap during baseball all the time. Yeah, yeah. All the time. Like... And that's honestly something I a memory I tie to my dad too, because if we were watching baseball, if it was an evening game, more so if it was like a weekend day game, my dad would just sleep for at least half of it, you know, like yeah. just in his recliner. Yeah. We'd have it on, and my mom would be like, you know, baking something right. like typical yeah. mom stuff, because yeah. uh, she would kind of follow, but uh, wasn't like as interested in it as my dad was, and as my brother and I were. Um, but the funny thing is that now that I'm up here and my brother's in Richmond, uh, we all really follow the Braves together. Uh, and it's something that, uh, I think my mom has started to follow the team a lot more because she wanted to be able to talk to my brother and I about it. And she has, and it's so funny, like to see all that come full circle, you know, to have those childhood memories turn into like adulthood memories. Once, once my little brother and I moved out, my two little brothers really weren't into baseball. They tried. They're both lefties, which would have been great if they were good, (laughs) but they could not, they could not throw a ball for the life of them. I mean, they can now after years of practice, Uh you know, and they're going out 30, which is great. And they can teach their kids, but it was always my, my little brother and I who were, who were baseball. The ones who played. Yeah. And we, we would, uh, we would go in my friend's backyard, play wiffle ball and we would, we would, he had a long backyard. And we would always, like, do stances of people on the Sox and, uh-huh. like, stances of people in the MLB. Oh, that's awesome. And I think I broke the single-season home run record with 120 home runs one year. Really? <laughs> yeah. Which is great, which would have been today. You you know, you're obviously taking steroids if you hit that many. But yeah. it was great. That's um, awesome. Yeah. But in what, like, league? It was, no, it was just, like, just it was just, the... like, a friend's league. Like, that's so Yeah, fun. it was so cool. And then, and then, uh, so we'd always, like, 
play with them. But we'd always come home, and my mom was always, would always be there. And we'd get home before the Sox games. Uh-huh. And so we'd always get home. My dad wouldn't, wasn't home from work yet, usually. Uh-huh. We'd start watching the games, and she would be there. But, like, over the years, yeah. she, like, started getting into it. That's and so like, how my mom is Yeah, too. and my, my dad, like, like your dad taking naps yeah. in the recliner, my dad would fall asleep on the couch. Uh-huh. And my mom, we would all be asleep, and my mom would start screaming That's at the top of her really lungs. That's really funny. Waking all of us That's up. That's amazing. She is so, so into it now. And That's she's like, so great. And she is, she knows more about baseball than, than I will know now, because she sits there, and she, like, goes over stats and she's she texts me about trades oh my and like, gosh and i used to be on top of everything you know you get uh-huh. alerts on phones and uh-huh. emails and stuff like that yeah but like she'll like before like i'm checking my email or i'm checking the website for, like, uh-huh. during, like, and trade. she's like texting you about yeah she's like texting PB. me right then yeah, or, like PB, PB <laughs> getting traded or like joe creedy getting released or something like that right who's like my fate all all time favorite white Sox player really yeah no. he had a Terrible back problems, but... When did he get released? Um, it was, I think, 2007, I want to say. Mm. Or two, after 2006 season. Because he won the World Series, then he had back problems, and then kind of everything went downhill. Aww. And he was just like one of those guys that's like, this guy's pretty cool. My uh, One of my favorite Braves, uh, who he wasn't even on the... I like to pick um, players to like rally behind that aren't like the most popular player. Or even, like, the absolute, like, star as far as stats. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, everyone in my generation, you know, Glavin, Maddox, Schmoltz. Like, you have your favorite of those guys. Uh, but, like, the guy uh, who I really fell in love with when he played for the Braves was Rafael Furcal. Oh, for sure. He's incredible. I mean, as a, like, you're kind of a dodgers right, fan, yeah. too. Uh, yeah. But he's just, like... He's one of the best shortstops who's ever played baseball, I think. Yeah. Like, at least top ten. How old was he when he finished? Uh, he's still technically he's still, yeah. around, yeah. Uh, he he had a... He's missing a season for the cards. Right, that's right. Uh, yeah. So And I didn't realize it either. They mentioned it on a Braves uh, telecast, like... Or, it was on the radio, but that's pedantic. Uh, but they mentioned it on the Braves radio, like, they were talking about... You know, they start, started comparing, they've been comparing Andrelton and Simmons to, for call a lot. Like, wow. just because they're talking about, like, other great Braves shortstops. Yeah. And, and Simmons has just been so incredible in, in the field. Um, so they mentioned uh, for call, and I was like, God, man, I really am going to miss for call. And they were like, Yeah, so he's missing this season <laughs> for the cards, but it's looking like he's going to be back next year. So. We'll see. It's just one of those old timers who like like that like loves baseball. He, mm-hmm. Like he does not mm-hmm. care. Like he gets paid to play for sure, right? And he got millions of dollars, right? But he just loves. He baseball. wants to be back yeah. if he can be, like Mariano Rivera, you know, yeah. like guys like that who had to. I I think that's how Tim Hudson's going to be too. Yeah, like he yeah. had that terrible injury, but I th- I think he's going to come back, you know, just as strong when he. Afterwards, which is sad for like this season for the White Sox. It's uh, the last year of Paul Konerko's, who's, oh, like, who's been there my whole life. I love life. Konerko. And how could you not? Everybody loves him. He's you know? great, but he's like at like four hundred and twenty, thirty home runs or something right now. But he's uh, and it's like his last year. Yeah. he's old. He's having injury problems now. Mm-hmm. I mean, Chipper. I love yeah, Chipper. And like Chipper so, Jones. Yeah. So it's like. So it's it's you want to see him to get to five hundred, but you also don't want him to go to another team. And no, get no, gosh. Like so, I'm like I'm hoping either, and this is terrible. I'm hoping he retires after this year. Mm-hmm. Like I just hope he's like, you know what? I've had enough. I love the game. 
but I'm like I just want to go. I like I hope that happens mm-hmm. uh, because it's it's heartbreaking seeing your favorite player go play for another team. I I I'm I'm glad that happened with Urlacher for the Bears. Oh yeah, because I, yeah. I loved yeah. my jersey is a Brian Urlacher oh, jersey. Nice. Like I loved him so much, and then when the Bears didn't resign him, I was like. No, what the fuck? Like you're gonna go play for. He's such a good dude, and like he's not gonna be around for that much longer. I know. So I'm, uh, I'm glad he left. It's like even. It like, was so sad though. I feel like a lot of it. Like, I don't, and I don't know how it works because I'm not a professional sports player. Uh-huh. And I wish I was. <laughs> but, but, I wish like it's got some part has to fall on them mm-hmm. for for being there for so long. And saying you love the city, yeah. you love playing for this team. Yeah, I feel like you should be able to take a pay cut. You know, you should be able to do this. I think so too. Yeah, and but it's it, like I don't understand. Like, like why are they driven by more money? money? Yeah, exactly. It's Erlacher was being offered two million dollars, and he didn't want that by the Bears, if I'm not mistaken. I think you're right. And I think, he, and he was looking for something like four or five times that. I yeah, think. and it's like two million dollars. Why wouldn't you, you can just get take by that? Life. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, especially when you've gotten at least that for right? the last who knows how long. Yeah. Like, you give me $2 million, You give me $100,000, I'll play my hardest out there. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, I'll do that. That's I fine. mean, that's what rookies do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's like... It's and like, that's still... They're fucking rolling, you know? They feel yeah. like millionaires. Yeah. Rookie, if, when, you put, when you give a rookie $100,000 a year... They go out and buy a fancy Lamborghini. Yeah, like, like yeah. Rich Evan, Evan Gaddis goes and buys like twelve steaks, yeah, you right, know, yeah. <laughs> for himself. It's, it's, like, <laughs> it's, I'm, it's like, man, you gotta like a Rod. It's like that guy is he is nuts. Yeah, because he's making, I don't even the old close. It's like two hundred. He's a, like the most overpaid. Yeah, it's like athlete. close. Like I would say, I mean, not close, but if you were to round up three hundred million dollars for his time with the Yankees, yeah. Which Easily. is too much money for any sports player. Easily. Anyway. I would say more than that. Yeah. And it's like, how do you... You don't care. Yeah. You don't care. Like, it's how ridiculous. do you play for this team and you just don't care? It's you ridiculous. have all these people, like, going after you for steroids. You can't say, I'm sorry, I made a mistake. You can't say that. And it's like, so ridiculous. I, that whole... The, the idea behind that is always going to baffle me, I think. Yeah. <laughs> you know? How... How you can't just be absolutely enamored with what you're doing, you know, and that's maybe I'm really biased, but that's something that I really see pretty across the board on the Braves. Like, yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of heart on that team. It's a relatively young team. It's the second youngest team. That's good. Um, and they're all just like totally fucking want to be there. That's good. And it comes across in the way they play. I think. Yeah, and I like with the White Sox. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like there's Paul Konerko's kept that. Yeah, for yeah, a long yeah, time. yeah, yeah. He's been like that forever. But there was a few people that um, didn't want to be there, and they got weeded out before the season started. And at mm-hmm. the beginning of the season, I was like, "This team loves each other. Yeah. These guys joke around. They're Isn't that jokes such on a nice other. thing to see?" Yeah. And then when they go and lose like fifteen in a row, uh-huh. you're like, "Wow, of course this they're going to get loves beat up." Each other, yeah, 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 suck, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like, there's the group of friends that just have a blast at something Aww. they're doing that nobody else likes. I mean, I feel like you have. I feel like there's teams like that in improv too. Yeah, oh yeah, you know? totally. Like there's people who freaking love playing together, but nobody else is looking to want to watch right? them play. Yeah. You and know? it's like, um, like Delirious Confetti, my group when mm-hmm. we first started out. Uh, like we were, we're good. We're a good team. You know, and, but we're much better now than we were when we first started out. But we love playing with each other. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to a friend the other day who's like, 
He's like, hey man, you like you guys had a great show. I remember when I saw one of your first shows, and it sucked. <laughs> I'm like, he's like, you guys, you guys have like climbed a mountain. He's like, you guys are, you guys are good now. I'm like, thanks, man. He's like, yeah, man. Did you ever open for um, potential boyfriends? Yeah, we did. I definitely saw yeah, one of those sets. Yeah, it was sets. a bad show. It was show. really not yeah. good. Because like we didn't, we didn't. That was like news. Yeah. Funny was, that I would not have. Probably ever said anything if you hadn't brought right. that up. Yeah, like we were like, and that was that was a long time ago. That was like that was like two years yeah, ago at least. Yeah. And it was funny because like, that we we went in and like most of us went through a training program at Second City together. So uh, we had we were friends. We were all which one friends. A three A three yeah. And then some of us went through I O, mm-hmm. and some of us didn't mm-hmm. didn't go through any Keep other thing else, else. You know, so gotcha. it's, so a lot of us like. Uh, a lot of us had a little more experience than the other ones. Sure. So it was like it was it was weird. It was meshing. So it's kind of like sure. you look at a baseball team in a way how you get these newbies yeah. in and you have these old guys. And Absolutely. It's kind, of, kind of a weird way to adjust in mm-hmm. the beginning, but then eventually you get it. Everyone works together. Yeah. And yeah. so so like we're doing like our shows. We've had a Sunday show for the last two years. Yeah. We bring in steady audiences and it's been great. And we I've, have good shows. The playground. Right? The playground. Yeah. 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 And and right now the White Sox after their First miserable, god awful start of the season. Oh, half, first half of the season. Yeah, they won like ten of the last thirteen. Yeah, they're doing much better in yeah. the second half. I have Addison Reed on my fantasy team, which, is, uh, which was so fucking great for a while, and comes, then they just couldn't win, I so know. he wasn't getting any opportunities. He comes into he comes into uh, pitch to the song. Uh, uh, Ba with the ba. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I think I heard <laughs> yeah. that because when so I went weird. to see the Braves, the two Braves games yeah. at at uh, um, yeah. US Cellular or Comiskey. I don't know Com- if you're US, the touchy cell. about it. Yeah, the I, cell, the cell. I there's like a little it. prickle in my heart. But I know. Okay. Uh, uh, boy, I went down there to see two of the three Braves games. Of course, it was the two that the Braves lost. Yeah. Um, and Reed came out both times. I think he played in both games. And I remember laughing at that. <laughs> he came out and I was like, I'm the, I'm the only one in the stands that's just like, yeah. Because Everyone it's such a, just like, it's like uh, a stupid This song. is Kid Rock. Yeah. And the guy with the books just kind of like, uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> what is this song? Uh, Kimball comes out to, um, oh my God, I think it's Welcome to the Jungle. I think that's it. God, I can't. Inter, Inter Sandman. That was another guy. Uh, that's uh, Mariano Rivera. Oh, is it? Yeah, I think somebody same, else. Disney comes to Sandman. I think somebody else uses that too. Yeah. Or used it. I Probably. Could, I mean, it seems like a pretty common. Last year, when uh, Hector Santiago closed for us, mm. he came out to. He came out to uh, Motley Crue's. Um, What's it? It's, it just starts where it's like. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what is that song? I can't, I can't think of it either. Oh man, but it's so great. Like yeah. my brother and I would like we would like that would pump us up. Uh, and then he blows games, but it's, <laughs> it's like whatever. He wasn't good. Yeah, he was not. I know there's a lyric in. Uh, they've been calling uh, Kimbrel the K Man, uh, oh, yeah? which I think is pretty That's good. That's pretty cool. Uh, there's a there's this guy who's just a fan who made like a, a song called Beasts of the East mm. and my roommate and I listen to it all the time. It's so good. Like I'm it's 
pretty like it's a legitimate rap song. That's awesome. I want to hear it. And uh, I could I could probably play a clip from, clip from it sure. if you don't mind. Yeah, no, that's fine. Uh, if I can get it to not mess up the recording, um, but uh, it's it's so good. And he there's a line in that where he says uh, where he references um, Colin Kimbrell, the K Man, and where he references Welcome to the Jungle. Uh, so I think that's where that comes from. <laughs> it samples the... Oh, I don't think it's going to play. Oh, no. Because uh, it's coming through my oh, okay. speakers, so yeah. i got to stop it. Oh, well. Uh, it was a, it was a good idea while it lasted. <laughs> I guess I can pull it up on my phone. <laughs> oh, I, I can. Technology. No, I mean, the thing is I have it on both of nice. my devices. Okay. I have it in my iTunes. <laughs> oh, you got it anywhere you need it. Listen, I sometimes I really need to listen to it. Everybody's got their everybody's got their like little fetishes of I don't know if that's the right word. Uh like obsession. Guilty it's definitely a guilty guilty pleasure. pleasure. Um it really I mean you were saying like it gets you pumped up when you would hear that uh Motley Crue song. This also like totally pumps me up. I was on the train going to work one day and there was a uh and I had just downloaded the Molly Crew song uh-huh. on my phone. And I loved the beginning so much that I kept playing the beginning over and oh, over really? again. And there was a lady who happened to be standing in front of me with her phone out so I could see what she's texting. She's uh-huh. facing the other way. Uh, and she was like, some guy on the train keeps listening to the Molly Crew song over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is it. You know we raise up. That's like, this is like a legit it's, rap I song. told you, dude, it's really legit. That's a good man, man. I love you, Mr. Prado. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. It's so good. The whole thing's just good. I got it. You have to hear the bridge. That's my favorite part. Money free up and free down. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's right after this. This is the best part. It's about last season. <laughs> Very weird turn of field. I'm a chopper to a drop. <laughs> I was in field dad. <laughs> That's my BJ. <laughs> okay, that's enough of it. But I, you had to hear the bridge. Oh, that's great. <laughs> infield, it's infield fly, more like infield cry. When the cards moved on, oh, I almost infield, infield died. <laughs> new team, new year. See, the White Sox to the top. There, they had a um, uh, a song that was from the 1959 World Series. Uh-huh. Like it was there. The Go Go White Sox is what they were called. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, and it was like. The most amazing thing, and it kind of do my yeah, play it? please. Um, it is it whenever they started scoring runs and everything, we would always play this. It's a polka band, cool. White socks, white socks, go, go, white socks. Let's go, go, go. White socks, we're with you all the way. That's amazing. Yeah, oh, it's so good. Ha, ha, ha. 
<laughs> when was this written? Uh, this was like 1959. It was uh, it was when they were playing the Dodgers in the World Series, and, or maybe like a year before that. But it was they they were the Go Go White Sox because they would uh, they had speed, you know. And oh, it's like, so, oh, gotcha. Yeah, and the '59 World Series were compared to the 2005 World Series uh-huh. because like we had the speed and we played the small ball, and that's how mm-hmm. we won. You know, that's why the Sox back then did it too. You know, mm-hmm. like Louis Aparicio was there, and it was like. Mm-hmm. It, it was so Man, great. I wish I had a series that was that close. Right. To, yeah. Because like I'm, I'm hurting like that. It's been so long since the Braves have seen one. We had a um, my friend growing up was a Cubs fan, one of my best friends, mm-hmm. and his uncle happens to write for the Tribune, like sports. Oh, cool. I'm pretty sure the Tribune. Uh, so they got free tickets to the oh, World man. Series. The 05 one. Yes, and they all go. What was the other one in the White Sox? <laughs> Oh, no, I, I didn't know. Like, if you're, I, know, I, was I, was I was like, "Oh man, they're so bad. They're not gonna make it ever again." Um, uh, so, uh, so they go, and their whole family's Cubs fans, and it's a World Series game. And if I went to, if I went to an Oakland A's, Phillies World Series or something like that, yeah, I would have stayed for the whole thing. Yeah, his cousin was tired. So they left at the seventh inning. What? Miss Scott Pitsednik's walk-off home run. What? Yes. In and the I, World Series. In the World Series. That's insane. And I'm like, how would you? How do you leave a World Series? That's insane. How do you? I would have loved. I would have even like taken your tickets the last three innings. Yeah, and of course. There Who wouldn't have? For a World Series. Yeah. And that's one of the only times, besides Red Sox Yankees, that you see a. Stadium that packed too, yeah. with everybody cheering on the yeah. same team, uh-huh. and it's like, I, I, I just wanted, I just wanted to slap him so That's hard. That's so ridiculous, oh, man! Oh my gosh, it was the worst, and it was like, oh, like how could you do that? Any team I would have seen, yeah, I would have probably who, stayed for like the who Japanese. Leaves, who leaves a championship game? I know. It's like, it's it is the it is especially the World Series, which yeah. is. The American, like, it's uh-huh. a, a more American than America gets. I think, you know? <laughs> so it's like, how do you leave that? It's oh, more American man. than a hot dog or apple pie. <laughs> all very true. Uh, I can't, I can't fathom that at all. That is ridiculous to me. I don't like, I just, it's like, I don't, the way he handled that situation too, being like, well, I don't care, I'm a Cubs fan, so it's like, <laughs> No, but if it was a cup series, I would have gone. Yeah, I would. I would have stayed for the. I would stay. I would have stayed for the Cubs, or I would have stayed for like, for like, any team. I don't know. It was just. Oh man, my nose is like itching bad. I'm sorry. Uh, it's just making you angry itch. Yeah. Uh, so you t- you mentioned a couple players that are some favorites of yours. Are there any others that you would want to highlight or talk about? Um, well, there's a, like a lot now that are like, we got a new guy, Abbasil Garcia, who's mm-hmm. like supposed to be the next Mickey Cabrera, mm-hmm. who's supposed to go like, go the distance. Really? Um, it's like, uh, like, players. Sorry? What's his name? Abbasil Garcia. Garcia. He was in like a big trade for PV Detroit, so I'm over because it was a three-team oh, trade. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, but like, he's supposed to, I, I'm excited to watch him. It's also weird seeing him younger than me and making these millions of dollars and yeah hitting the long ball for a living at this point i mean like i said the 
the Braves are the second youngest team in baseball. Yeah. A um, vast majority of them are younger than I Soon am. Soon it's going to be like watching kids, your kids play. I know. I know. It's going to be so weird. Oh, boy. Uh, I think growing up, I, I really liked Ray Durham. Besides Joe Crady. Like, mm-hmm. But when I, was, when I was a child, Ray Durham was my guy. Mm-hmm. And he, he, just the way he played second base was just amazing. Like, he just, his glove would flap around and, like, the ball would magically just, like, <laughs> it would, like, hit second base and then somehow pop into his glove when he's, oh like, my in gosh. short right field. That's awesome. Like, I did, the guy was just, like, so fun to watch. Uh-huh. And it was, like, him, Paulie, because, uh, like, he was done in, like, 2003, I think. 2003. Oh, yeah. And it was, like, him, Paulie, uh, like, Ventura, like uh-huh. all those guys. Uh-huh. It's like amazing. Jack Black McDowell, who left a little like earlier mm-hmm. than Paula came in, but like all those guys were just so fun to watch because because the slogan for the White Sox is "Win or Die Trying." That's like the whole thing. Really? It's like, it's like cool. It is like the gritty baseball, and I think that's another reason why I like uh, the Sox a little bit more than the Cubs. Yeah, is because I've always pictured the Cubs as like. You go, you have a beer, you get to happen to see this, mm-hmm. this game. That oh, for sure. But like, Absolutely. But it's like, you know, like they never won. And they're called yeah. the lovable losers. And after yeah. a while, losers. Friendly confines. Yeah. And it's, I mean, after a while, it's kind of like, this isn't lovable anymore. Yeah. Like, it's, I don't want to see these guys It's lose. more losers. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, that's always, that's always how I've seen Cubs games as well. I also try to go to ones where I like have a vested interest in them, like beating sure. the yeah. people that yeah. watch them play. Yeah, right. Like uh, when the Braves go, you gotta and, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah, when the Braves here, I'm I'm definitely going. Um, September. Uh, so we're in the month. It is September. Yeah, we have like three three weeks until less than three weeks until the Braves series. Oh, I'm like, so excited. You know that that also means it's well, like. Four weeks until the season ends. Yeah, I know, oh. I know, I know, I know, I know. No. August or uh, so. Once October's over, I follow college football. Oh, awesome! But like from January to April I, is like a sports dead <laughs> zone for me. See, I uh, in like the last seven years got really into hockey. Oh, sure, I, sure, sure. Like, I, I started getting into hockey this year. I totally, like, bandwagoned the Blackhawks. See, also, here's the thing about bandwagons. This is my <laughs> philosophy. How do you get sports fans without bandwagon? I think so, too. How, there's no way. It's like the people only... are like, oh, you like, oh, you just like this team because they're winning. It's like, of course. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> why wouldn't I? The Cubs attendance has gone down 16% of because they continuously lose. Yeah. I only ever see it as just, like, like you said, going to... Going to a game and right. having a beer. We wouldn't my we wouldn't have bought the tickets. Like my parents wouldn't have bought their tickets for the White Sox for these for those twenty seven thirty games mm-hmm. if they never made it to the World Series. Sure. If they, they never wanna be there. won yeah. ninety games in mm-hmm. two thousand six, you know? Mm-hmm. It's the, like you don't want to see these guys lose. Mm-hmm. You always you have to you like winners and that's the way it goes. And like, yeah. you know, the the loser can go on and do something great one day and that's mm-hmm. fine that'll happen but then there'll be people that like that mm-hmm. person and you know I, I totally agree with you which is one of the things that really really bothers me about the tampa um sports like fandom they have some really good teams and they have the lowest attendance right in the literally the right. country 
the the Rays have consistently been, you know, eighty five plus games. I yeah, at playoff yeah. contention yeah. every year for the past who knows how many years. The Buccaneers have really uh, improved as an organization right. in NFL. And no one goes to either of those games. Nobody. And then blackout restrictions usually black out the games uh, when they don't sell out. I know they do that for box games anyways. So even if you live in the city, you can't watch it. So they can't build their own base by uh, wa- people watching it and enjoying the game, you know? Yeah. It's like kicking yourself in the foot. When did, uh, when was it, what year did Tampa Bay come in? The Rays? Yeah. Uh, 90... It was early 90s, right? Yeah. yeah. So... 90... Two or three? I don't know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. In 1989, the White Sox were on the cusp. Like, with one yeah, one more yes, they would have moved to Florida. To, really? I Tampa. Really? And they would have been there for good. Wow. Yeah. And it was midnight. They I had, had been, no idea. Yeah, and so they ended up staying. Because a lot has to do with the history of the city of Chicago. You know, yeah. They, it's like these guys are... I can't imagine the city if it only had one team. Yeah, it'd be really weird, I think. It'd be super weird. Uh, the the White Sox were like so close to moving, but and Jerry Reinsdorf was a huge proponent of it, but he owned the Bulls at the time. Huh. So, like, why would he have a team down there and a team up here? Like, right, 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 right. Uh, uh, but I guess it was like down to midnight, and they were just like, just like, we're... No. And like, that was it. Like, it's like, okay. It was like everybody was kind of expecting it to happen. Huh. But somebody said no. And then someone said no. Huh. Wow. I had no idea. Yeah. I think it would be a completely different team. Because I just think there's not a fan base in Tampa. It sucks. I have a friend who works for the Bucks, And she's, like, pretty frustrated by it. Because she is absolutely head over heels for the organization. And they can't get a good fan base. I mean, the fans they have are great. But that's just not enough. It's uh, the, the Florida, I feel like... Like, spring training down there and everything kind of hurts it a little bit. Yeah, you might be right. Because then those the people from those areas can just go see their team when yeah. they're in town. Like, my parents bought a condo in Arizona, and that's where the White Sox have spring training. Cool. You know, so uh, once they're retired and old and gray, they'll go down there every winter. Awesome. And, and they'll they'll see spring training games. Man. But, you know, but they won't come up. Like, I'm sure they'll see a few games here, but it's like... You already just saw they live like they're gonna live like five minutes away from yeah their, which they share with the Dodgers. You can see so many games. Cool. And it's like so you. So what's your connection to the Dodgers again? One of your bro- your brothers live in L.A. Yeah, two brothers that live in L.A. and uh, the White Sox share the spring training facility with the Dodgers. Okay. So like whenever we go, it's it's kind of like we can go see the Dodgers or we can cool. go see the White Sox. So. Cool. And, That's really cool. And I, I've always liked their history. You know, moving from from Brooklyn to L.A. Uh huh. All that stuff and like Sandy Koufax is oh for sure for sure time yeah they have a great team this year man they do I'm really nervous about the Dodgers they're good I'm really like I think they might be the team making me the most nervous right now I think if they add one more one more solid pitcher like yep. Kershaw I agree they're gonna be a powerhouse I think that's the, the only thing holding them back yeah. if you look at freaking Puig and yeah. uh, Hanley Ramirez is playing incredibly this year. I just I can't. They've had guys on and off the DL all season, yeah, and they're like still doing Kemp amazing. Has been back and forth. Uh, Carl Crawford. Yeah, Crawford. But like, look at it. Like you got Kemp, you got Crawford, you got Ethier, Puig. They uh, have Ramirez. So, like that they is have amazing. so much depth. Yeah. yeah, it's like is James Loney still playing first for them? I think so. Yeah, so it's like a, I'm pretty sure. But he's like a solid. He's a solid first baseman. You oh, know, for sure. Not, but he's not the best on the team. But he's Mm-mm. still like 
real good. And 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 that's like a, a position that doesn't necessarily have to be a powerhouse. Exactly. Yeah. You know. And it's like, yeah, it's like I can see them definitely being if they stay that way and they keep that way and they're, they're going to be so nasty. Yeah. I think they already are this year. I, I'm really worried about the Dodgers. <laughs> All you got to do is put on that, that uh, uh, Beast of the East. Of the East. So good. <laughs> it's so good, man. Yeah. Uh, I want to learn all the words to it. I know a lot of it. You should you should memorize and do karaoke when I uh, say, hey, play this. <laughs> I, if I could find just the back track of that, yes. We had a guy come up my show Friday nights at the playground. Mm-hmm. Sketch a, on the Rocks. Sketch on the Rocks. We had a guy Plug come it. up. Plug it. Yeah, <laughs> Sketch, Sketch on the, the rocks. rocks. Fridays at midnight. Uh, playground. <laughs> We had a guy come up. It was a rapper, and it was the first time we ever had somebody oh, yeah. rap. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I saw your cool. picture of it, I think. Yeah, and it was cool. I mean, there's like 12 people there, but it was like... Um, but he comes in, and everybody tells jokes, and says, and he like goes up to the booth, goes up to Case Black while I was in the booth, and just goes, one minute jokes, one minute music. And he just goes Stop. down. Stop. Says some jokes, and then does some music. So when his joke didn't work, he's just like, fuck it. You know? <laughs> and then like, and then like his rap, he just like played a song, rapped over it. And uh-huh. then he's just like, after a minute, he's just like, I'm done, thanks. And I'm closing out the show. I'm like, thanks for coming, guys. Y'all been great. We're going to do this every first and That's third amazing. Friday. And then he's just like, he gets up and interrupts my speech at the end. He goes, hey, listen, guys, I just want to all let you know. It's like plugging it. He's yeah. just like, well, he's like, he's like, y'all brave. Everything you do, y'all brave. That's so all he said? He's like, I really admire every, every, each and every one of you for doing what you do up here. That's amazing. Like, it takes guts. That's so cool. <laughs> I was like, I want this guy back every week. Uh, yeah. I want him to bring his friends. That's so, so awesome. Great. Yeah. It was so oh, great. Oh, man. What and a he was cool so like, appreciative. And like you could tell that a couple of the performers were a little bit down on their sets. But uh-huh. he like went up to him and was like, hey, man, nice job. Like, I can't believe you do what you do. It's that's amazing. so cool. And it's like, that's like, it's like people like that. I want like, yeah, all why the time. not? Like, yeah. that's, I think I've talked, I've talked, I know I've talked to the, t- the, improv team that I coach about this recently but I think I may have even talked about it on the podcast recently where I just said something about like um comedy like if we're not here to do comedy for being able to like reach people in a in a specific way Mm -hmm. why are we doing it yeah you know yeah because like it shouldn't I've heard like a few times recently like uh about like things that just seem really selfish and I'm like why like why would you do something selfish when, when like the idea that I'm here is to for other people in the first place? Exactly, you know what I mean? and I like, and that's why like I tell myself this a lot, mm-hmm. and I, I, I think for a lot of other performers too, I think this we got to get in our head that it's like we're doing this, we do this because we have reached an audience before, right. yeah. we've made people laugh before, uh-huh. and now we're trying to get these things, we're trying to become these things, uh-huh. like, we should want people to want, and it sounds like want shouldn't be the word, but, like, we should, we want these places to want us, because yeah. we should be trying to get these, the, the our style of comedy, your mm-hmm. audience will find mm-hmm. you, True. and you will find your audience, mm-hmm. no matter what it is, like, we're trying to become these things that we're not sometimes, yeah, I agree with and you, and we gotta remember, like, our style of comedy, and our style of acting, that's why we're doing it, is, yeah, exactly, that's a really good point, um, this kind of uh, hopefully is a good intro or lead into my last question, which is like, how do you feel like being a fan of baseball, uh, has affected you in your life, um, in general and or creatively? Uh, and that can be like, as you're growing up and now, however you want to answer it. Uh, it humbles me. Mm-hmm. 
I think I think going to games with my parents and my little brother puts me back down to earth. Cool. Like where I came from. Cool. You know what? Going to baseball games with my my parents and my dad, and there's something about going to a baseball game with your dad. Mm-hmm. Like this, is like uh, is is certainly one of the most one of the grateful experiences of life. I think mm-hmm. um, it really just seeing him and his composure at games and how mm-hmm. he handles himself and then him seeing like his frustrations come out of the game yeah, 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 yeah. is like something I can like put into comedy. Oh, you know, cool. Like, and, like, I do this, but I find myself doing the same thing too because uh-huh. it's natural and you know, there is this, you go through different levels of yeah, frustration and exactly. composure. Yeah. And you're just like, come on, yeah. like, what are you doing? You know, yeah. and it's like, and you see all these sketches and, and stuff. there's so many things that are out of your control as well. Right. Right. And it's just like, I think, um, I think just going there and watching, watching my dad sometimes like let loose at games and really like yeah. really lay into the yeah. player. Uh-huh. Like, he calls people bums too. And my one time my dad's uh, Alexi Ramirez, uh-huh. uh, he thinks he looks like an alien. So one time he, he started shouting at him like he's an, he's like you alien, oh, and then no. everyone just like looks at him oh, like no. he's like you're oh, racist. No. I was like, oh, oh. No. I'm like dad, you can't say that. And I was like dad, no. And he's just like oh, I'm like he looks like an alien. That's what he's thinking. Like uh, literally AI, like, yeah, or yeah, like, uh, a, or like a ET. ET. I don't know why yeah. I said AI. AI. Artificial, Artificial intelligence. intelligence. Yeah, I meant. E.T. But it's like, it's it was so funny because it was like that situation where he's like, no, no, I meant, like, oh, I meant, no. like, he looks so like an extraterrestrial. He looks like something. Like he, he looks like the predator. Yeah, he's, like, he looks, he's not like an alien, like one of those, like a person yeah. that, he's not like one of those. It was great. You know, it was funny. That's so funny. Yeah. But I think, like, I think just be, going to games really, like, kind of uh, puts me back in place and realizes that, like, I am safe if I fail. Cool. And that... Cool. That's a ah. Oh, that's such a good answer. Yeah, and it's like I there, and my parents will pass one day, and I hope yeah. that um, I hope that I'll be able to do the same for my children. I'll go to the game, and they will feel safe with me. Mm-hmm. You know, it, uh, there's something about going to these White Sox games with my parents, and then it's like the whole world outside of there stops. Yeah, you know. And it's like nobody's doing comedy. I'm not missing yeah. any show. Nobody's uh-huh. having a party. Yeah. Like no. Like that's the only thing. Yeah, that's it's on like your that's mind. the only thing that's on my mind. That's really cool. That's a really good answer. I appreciate that a lot. No problem. Um, I feel like we could definitely keep going, but I gotta wrap it up for time purposes. <laughs> yeah, for for Matt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for to, his, prove him wrong. to prove him wrong. Yep, yep. So if you're listening to this, you lose. <laughs> we did not go <laughs> long. <laughs> Well, we're at forty six. We did. Oh, go, we did we go did over forty six. But I, this is one of the shorter ones that I've done in recent memory, oh, honestly. So <laughs> this is a good thing because I think I'm gonna have to throw a, a kind of longer intro. Uh, no, that would be on a different one. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> uh, but I'm gonna try to keep them short from here on out. Is probably a more accurate way to say that. Anyway, uh, cool. Thank you so much for doing this. No problem. Uh, it's been great uh, talking to you now and getting uh, to know you better as a friend over the last few months. Yeah. Yeah. Truth times. Uh, the thing I, I say at the end of every episode of MBSing is, I love you and I mean that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
This has been a Nerdalogs production. For more on the Nerdalogs and our shows, please go to www.nerdalogs.com. Thank you all. Thank you all. I am Grabbot23548X.